0: Hello and welcome back to this, the Talking Dogs podcast. If you're new around here, it's lovely to have you. Welcome aboard. A little introduction in which case, uh, I'm Graham Hall, but I also go by the dog father. I'm the chap in tweed uh, and a cravat on telly's dogs behaving very badly. I've got thousands of dogs worth of experience and I'm dogged in my determination to make sure you live as content a life with your dog as possible. Dogged, get it? Uh, which is <laughs> It won't be full of dad jokes, I promise. That's why I'll take any opportunity to teach you what I've learned over the years. Now, that's what I do on this podcast, right? I share as much advice as I possibly can. uh, And you'll soon learn that, well, yeah, there is the odd wisecrack along the way. Last week, I talked through some situations where dogs can get a bit overexcited uh, or a bit over aroused. And often, the antidote to some of those behaviors is having a dog who knows when it's time to settle down. It's really, really important that dogs have lots of time when they know they'll be uninterrupted and they can have a bit of a rest i think there's a question that pops up quite a bit which is well how how long should dogs be sleeping and i always say this a happy dog who's getting enough exercise will sleep all night and sleep half the day as well they're not like humans so i think it's worth remembering that because we tend to sort of rev them up because we think they're bored that's really common when dogs calm down. Often people say, yeah, but I, I'm meant to be him. i read this book where, you know, I've got to enrich his life. And I've got to do this. And that. it's like, do you know what? He's quite happy. You know, he's had a walk. He's had a little play. He was fed earlier. And now he just wants to, well, have a snooze. And do you know what? That's fine. So, you know, sleep all night, sleep half the day. If they're getting enough exercise, well, that's probably a good thing to remember particularly in the case of puppies there's an awful lot going on in a puppy brain so they exercise a bit they're building a body the brain's sort of processing things while they're asleep so you know they sleep for quite long periods of time think of babies they sleep longer than adult humans don't they so on this subject rachel's got in touch with a great question about how to get her dog to settle
1: hi graham we have a six month old staffy cross called loki great training was very easy and he settles quickly in the crate but we think we might have crate trained him too well and we didn't focus on getting him to settle generally in other parts of the house he will not switch off if he's not in his crate if he's up he's up he's padding around and we know how important sleep is so we make sure that he isn't up for any longer than two hours and we make sure that he's had plenty of exercise so he has a, w- a walk in the morning and walk in the afternoon and we do training and brain activities with him so that when we do try and get him to settle, he, he should be tired and able to without hopefully being overtired. Obviously, the crate is not a problem. It's good that he sleeps. But, you know, after lockdown, if we want to go on holiday at the moment, we'd have to take the crate with us, which would be obviously more convenient if we could just go without. We just wanted to know, is this something he will grow out of or is it something we need to keep practising with the settled training outside the crate?
0: Very good. Now, Rachel, you're clearly one of these people who thinks about things quite a lot, I can tell that. So and part of what I do is sussing out the people as well as the dogs, of course. It's hard when I just get a little voice note like this. But you've clearly put an awful lot of thinking into it and yet you've called your dog Loki. God of mischief, I believe. Careful what you wish for. So, um... <laughs> is it possible to over crate train a dog good question really they are all great questions that you pose so let's go through all of this yeah you might have sort of overdone it a wee bit now first things first um crates aren't for everyone but they are usually not a bad bet with a puppy so particularly if they were used to one uh, the breeder if they came from a breeder or perhaps in the rescue organization it's kind of what they're used to it's their little den they feel secure so when you bring them home having a crate can be a, a great thing now the only caveat to that is that with some re home dogs um, if they've never been used to a crate you know going stuffing a dog in there when he's two years old it just does become a cage uh, and they'll just rive away and, and hurt the paws and everything to try and burst out so I've seen both things so crates can be good or bad depending but sounds like in your case yeah a good thing he's got used to it it's his little dent he loves it so now you've got yourself the opposite problem Uh, we can transition from having the crate there to just having a bed in place and then the bed's an easier thing to sling in the car and take on your your holidays with you the first thing is i'd look at your crate so if you're doing something that i'd normally advise make it nice and cozy by having a blanket around it or something like that the first stage might be that you you actually take that away so you can imagine we're now moving towards a feeling where actually there isn't anything around you it's open But it kind of isn't because the crate's still there, but we've taken the blanket away. Hopefully he's still settling, so he's getting used to this. Okay, it's a bit more airy, but it's fine. And then we start to leave the door open, you know, so he can come in and go and that's all fine. And he's still going to that place, but there's a bed. In effect, if you think about it now, the door's open, there's nothing around it. There's a bed, it just happens to be surrounded by a bit of wire mesh, right? And the the next obvious stage to go is you take it away. So uh, I would literally take it away, put it away somewhere, but have the same bed, right? Everything else steady stays. If he's got a plastic tray in the bottom, you could even leave the plastic tray there for now. So we haven't changed too much so that he starts to go there. Okay, fine. So the world's changed a wee bit, but it's fine. I've got used to that. And then you can just use a bed. So thoughts allied to that sometimes a travel crate isn't a bad thing. I mean, I've seen them used quite effectively. If you go into a, let's say a holiday cottage or a hotel that's dog friendly, loads of them around these days, you might feel happier if your dog's in a travel crate. You can get these soft ones made of nylon and whatever they are, and they are packed down, you know. So at night, let's say, you could have your dog in there. Let's say they're in the room with you and you just know they're not chewing things or, or whatever. So they can be quite useful. But let's just assume you're going to go down the route of just taking a bed, right? And you're going to send him to bed. So how do you do that? How do you do that go to your bed thing, right? Well, first of all, you need a command. Now, keeping it simple is nice. It could simply be bed, if you like, but one syllable sounds like a lot of other things that we may say. My general rule would be a couple of syllables is good for a command, but I'm going to break that rule in this case, because from experience, I've found that what works quite well is go to your bed and it is, it's that and it creates movement go to bed i did once train that with a couple of labradors in northamptonshire for a lady who just moved to england from south africa and spoke afrikaans Uh, the afrikaans command for that i believe is up your bed right there you go so if you're uh, uh, if you're afrikaans or dutch you may well recognize that that's not a very good accent (laughs) Or if you're a Labrador from South Africa. Anyway, I digress. It doesn't really matter what the command is as long as you stick to one, right? The reason I ended up speaking Afrikaans was I wanted to get the command that was likely to just come out of this lady's mouth just naturally. So how do you get the dog to do it? Well, before you deploy your special command in whichever language, I'd drop some treats over on the bed there, maybe even crumble one or two up. So um, initially, before you using the command, just take him over there. He goes, oh, what do you know? right because you dropped them there when he wasn't looking so it's a little bit of a oh mm -hmm. it's always worth going over here and then once he's got this idea that well you never know you you kind of point him in the general direction of the bed right so he's he wants to go you know he's like oh ah, maybe and then you let him go and as he's going there you say go to bed right so he makes the connection ah go to your bed that's the soundtrack I hear when I'm on my way to oh and the better when there's something great in the bed so by the time you've done that a few times like go to your bed he's like you're dead right I will you never know it's always worth a try so that's really useful and then if you're clever what you do is once you've really got it bedded in you could move the bed around a little bit in the kitchen from different places so wherever the bed is go to your bed yes you've got it you've got it and then you're set for your holiday doesn't matter where that bed is you say go to your bed he's like I've got to find that cushiony thing There are various options for keeping your dog safe in the house when you're not in the room. Uh, Now one is the crate like we've just been talking about but some people also use a pen. Now Debbie is one of those people. She's emailed to say, we've got a playpen for our lab puppy bear for when we're home working. Now, even though he knows we're there or can see us, he goes crazy trying to get out. Uh, if he's out of his pen, he plays happily by himself, although he tries to chew anything he can, which is why we got the playpen in the first place. You can kind of see the problem here, can you? We've tried feeding him in it, uh, playing with him and giving him, an, giving him a, a Kong toy, you know, to make it a happy place. We've We've also tried the separation anxiety techniques of waiting till he's calm and quiet and then calmly saying good boy and handing him a treat. now as soon as we walk away though he'll drop everything and want out um he's getting himself into such a state that he's now hurt his paw bless him trying to get out uh, he also started trying to howl which is uh, kind of new to him but it sounds like he's choking yeah uh, that's quite a problem uh, uh debbie really because as i'm going through that i always listen you know to, to what people are telling me and, and think yeah okay i see where you're going wrong there but actually in your case i'm listening to mm, you've done the right things here like why do you need a pen oh because he chews everything yeah okay yeah, fair enough um <laughs> you know you you've tried rewarding him when he's quiet and and you've done that in a calm way saying calmly goodbye so that's all good Handing him a treat. You probably don't need to hand him a treat at that moment. He's a Labrador, right? And he's a puppy. And he's called Bear. So he's just pre-programmed to build a body and he's going to be starving a treat's good but it could be overexciting him a wee bit so sometimes that just calmly good boy is the right thing but a treat particularly with a dog who's really keen for food like i think he will be might have the opposite effect and rev him up a bit so i'd probably cut the treat if i was you stick to the yeah good boy we'll do treats another time as soon as you're walking away he's then kicking off again Right, so the bit that's worrying me a little bit is that he's hurt his paw trying to get out. So I'd try and figure out, if you can, how that happened, where it happened. Is there anything you can do to modify the pen? Is there a sharp edge on it or whatever it is, you know? Because what I really would like you to do is walk away and ignore what he's creating. You've got to ride that storm, really. If he's howling, that's interesting. You don't often hear it from a lab. You'll hear it more from huskies, for example. Um, but if you think back to wolves now, know big caveat here he's a labrador not a wolf there's a difference but wolves howl to bring the pack back together often before they're moving off somewhere they don't just howl randomly for the tv cameras you know so the howling they set their wildlife cameras up for hours and hours and wolves are essentially silent when they howl it's come back come back you know so that's why something in him has gone back a few thousand years and gone howl, you know so i'm sure he's not choking unless there's something i don't know it just sounds like it is what you're saying so although it's it's a horrible sound i think is what you're trying to tell me and it tugs at your heartstrings i think what i need you to do debbie is ignore it so let's just make sure he can't hurt his paw again whatever that entails and then it really is a case of you're fine you're calm everything's good when you're quiet then we appear and go oh good boy that's nice and then if we walk away and he's the excitement comes up again he starts to rev himself up it's like no that's not going to work so the message becomes nice and clear there's a bit of a theme here which is stay in there be calm great we'll give you a couple of things to keep you going something like a kong or similar they're good uh, you know because they keep them kind of engaged but he just needs to learn that actually young man in life you're not number one you're not central to everything and he will get to that point where it's like oh if mum opens up the lid of that laptop forget it (laughs) once she gets her head into that first email i'm not getting gonna get any sense out of her i might as well calm down um so the other questions i'm thinking is he getting enough exercise he's a puppy don't know how old uh, from your message, so you've got to make sure you're giving him an appropriate amount of exercise. Get all that done, you know, before it's time to to start work, and you've created conditions for him to want to settle down. Something else uh, struck me, Debbie, about your message, and that's the word "play" appears quite a lot. You know, if he's out of his pen, he plays happily, and uh, we got the play pen in the first place. Uh, and a bit further down, you mentioned about playing again. Now, don't get me wrong, playing with a puppy is 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 quite right. And important because it's all part of development. But I'm a bit troubled by this phrase, the play pen, right? Is it a play pen or is it a sleeping pen? Is it a settling down pen? <laughs> so I think if you're clear about what it is, then that's fine. It could be, for example, that outside the pen is where you do all the big play, the excited play and all the rest of it, and the pen becomes the calming down, steady place. Now there's a thought. Now, allied to that I would say, sometimes I think as puppy owners we end up feeling a bit guilty that we're not keeping them entertained all the time that it's our job to enrich their lives we've got to do this and it's like sometimes the best thing you can do for him is allow him to sleep allow him that rest so there is a time for playing and there is absolutely a time for settling down and you know maybe going to sleep if you want to that's fine if you're doing that for him you're being a good mum Let's have a quick talk about um, physical and mental exercise stimulation. You can almost overdo it. Um, I mean, certainly you can overdo it with puppies in terms of joints, but that's not really what we're talking about today. I'm thinking in terms of settling this dog down so that he will just switch off and he'll calm down. All dogs need a walk. It's going to vary from breed to breed, um, and it's not necessarily down to the size. So uh, an example, you may have heard me say this before, Border Collies were born to run around a farm all day long, you know, they're just always on the go, both physically and mentally, interestingly, so they need lots of that kind of stimulation in order to settle down and be calm, although even within the breed they vary a lot, of course. But if you look at dogs that were born to be um, lap dogs, let's say, you know, little companion dogs, Pomeranians, let's say, something like that. You know, that dog's not going to be running around a farm for 12 hours covering miles. So they usually need less exercise. But here's the thing. Let me give you a real example of when the wrong kind of exercise actually makes things worse. And I had an email from a client I'd seen a couple of years previously. They'd moved house and they now had a really big back garden. So work had changed. They were... Uh, this was pre-pandemic they, they were leaving for work at the same time every day so they'd get the dog out in the garden and throw a ball around to try and tire him out it, on the face of it this sounds very efficient doesn't it 15 20 minutes worth of like yeah catch a ball catch a ball catch a ball run 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 uh, you know as opposed to let's say half an hour's worth of walk around the block the problem was when they went to work he was he he was just wired to the moon and he would not settle down and he you know they'd got a ccdv camera little webcam and they could see that he was you know mooching about never stopped and the problem of course you've probably gathered what it is from the way i've presented this to you is that they were revving him up instead of walking around the block and going plod 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 ah yeah nice that was a nice stroll you know well what do we do when we've had a nice walk we come back in and I think I just flopped down in that that seat you know ideally with a cup of tea but what was happening here was this little lad was being revved up to the high heavens and then uh, in the kitchen and the door closed and off they went to work and at that point he was he was at the peak of his excitement so you can overstimulate a dog if you're using toys to give them something to settle down with whether you're leaving or not this is by the way you want the sort of toy where they the sort of thing that they would gnaw on uh, that sort of chew you know, um, 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 as opposed to the sort of toys that they fling around the joint Where hey woo, whoopie do you know all right calm down now i can't I'm off, I'm off my head pretty simple really just think in terms of the excitement level you're after just thinking about getting dogs to settle in various different places and and sometimes outside the home well now we're all very much back at the pub well i say everyone the temperance society aren't they're still in lockdown of course um you might want to get your dog out with you and settle him underneath the table or, or a restaurant or a cafe or wherever so the same principles apply it could be for example that as your dog is settling down in the house once we've done all those things that we talked about in this episode as he's just Sort of going voom, voom, like that. We overlay that with a word, settle. Now that's one of the things I used to do quite a bit with my dogs. So settle doesn't mean down. Doesn't you know? It's not one of those sort of obedience commands that you might see across. It's just settle. It's like oh yeah, voom, that. But the way, as with any word command, initially you don't say it because you want them to do it because they make the wrong connection oh i'm up in the air and you're shouting settle a lot oh settle must mean up in the air do you see the mistake so what you want to do is they're calming down settle do it at home no distractions settle settle it's like oh yes settle all right okay it then means what you think it means that's when you can use it when you're out and about so, go for a walk first. Let's say you were planning on taking your dog out down the calf or the pub or whatever. Go for a decent old walk. Ding, 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 ding. Everything's nice, nice steady plod. If you're going to do a bit of flinging a ball about and running off late, do that in the middle of the walk. So towards the end, it's just plod, 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 plod. Sit down at a table, settle. Aye, ah, I think I will. That's what you're after. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Talking Dogs. Perhaps you're lucky enough to have a dog that settles, no problem. Uh, but if it's something else that you're struggling to get to grips with, I want to know more about your dog. That sounded a bit sinister. I want to know about your dog. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I like dogs. So anything you want to tell me about your dog, just write in. Send us a voice note, ideally. Talking dogs at AvalonUK.com And I could be answering your question next week. Well, I'll be back next time with more Pearls of Wisdom. And uh, in the meantime, make sure you do all the usual good stuff, right? Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your fellow drug-owning friends all about it, please. Look after yourself, your loved ones, and of course, your dogs. Bye for now.